You're listening to Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. Remember this one? I had a fan. She sang the theme song. I aired it a while ago, but I just want to air it again. Look at this. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, thank you for that. Just a just a gorgeous rendition. That's last underscore daughter underscore of underscore at Krypton. I love you guys, and thank you for listening to Inside of You and all the support and the love. I mean, people come up to me not even so much for Lex Luthor as much as they're like, dude, Inside of You, I love it. And I'm like, it makes me feel so fucking good, Ryan. Ryan's here. Hey. Quiet Ryan. You're going to be hashtag Quiet Ryan hashtag now. Quiet. Throw a hashtag Quiet Ryan. What's your uh, Twitter and stuff? Uh, it's at Taya's Ryan, so it's T-E-L-L-E-Z-R-Y-A-N. Yeah, man. Ryan's, uh, Ryan's here, hopefully for the long haul, unless he gets, uh, you know. Poached by Dax Shepard again? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Oh, that was good. Oh, poached by Dax Shepard. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what happened to the last guy, Rob, who I love. We're still good friends. Um, that was good, Ryan. You fuck. <laughs> now I'm here. I'm um, here. Hey, again, thank you for listening, as always. I always say that because I genuinely mean it because I want to do this and I love it and I hope you love it. You're listening. <laughs> And uh, in love with Michael Rosenbaum and Chris Sullivan is also out. So subscribe and write a review. It helps enormously if you take the time, if you want to, if you like the show. So thank you. Uh, I'm doing some signings. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, I believe. Columbus, Ohio. Uh, where else am I going? Austin, Texas down the road. I'm going to Germany with the band Left on Laurel. Play some music in Frankfurt. The dates will be up. Go look on Left on Laurel. What else? Um, the album's out. Um, hopefully Mia will take out my ums, um, 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 but left on Laurel is the band. The album is saved by the ground. We're going to play a song at the end of this podcast and uh, hopefully you're buying the album or the merch store. You can go on inside your store and you're going to find all the left on Laurel merch, some really great stuff. And I hope you uh, enjoy the music. I do. And, um, you can, you tell me how you feel. I know you guys will tell me how you feel. If you don't like it, you know, I respect that. What else? That's it. Let's get right into it. Today we have Jason Muse, clerks, chasing Amy, mall rats, mall rats, Jay and Silent Bob strike back dogma. Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which is out October 14th. The guy's always working, but the great thing about him is he is an open book. He tells you everything. Boy, we get into it. We talk about his addiction, how he made Kevin Smith cry, how he turned his life around, and how he works at it every day. I don't try to make new friends in this show, but God bless, man. I think Jason's a new friend. Anyway, that's enough. Let's get inside Jason Muse. It's my point of view You're listening to Inside of You With Michael Rosenbaum Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum Was not recorded in front of a live studio audience My whole house is filled with little shit You, you can see it, right? I love it I won't grow up, man I, was, uh, I love the Iron Mask It's great, dude Do you know, you know what that's from? It's not actually the Iron Mask it was from an episode of Smallville, and I took it where it was called Onyx, where I split in half and I tortured myself, which I do normally. Yeah, yeah. In real life, but and yeah. That you take the well, I took it. I love it too. Right. So, are we recording right now? Oh yeah. Man. Oh, sorry. So, so the first <laughs> time I I think uh, I remember first time we met uh, your acquaintance or friends with Mike McGinnis, 
and we were out out at a club. 80s thing. Was it yeah. an 80s night? Yeah, it was 80s night. Yeah, and I remember being so, he knew I was, because we lived together. When I first moved out here, I lived with Mike, and Mike knew I was a huge Smallville fan, and he was like, dude, dude, and I was like, look, look, and I like pointed at you. No, was, you didn't. I did, I swear I you did. You did? I was so excited, and he's like, I know him, dude, I'll introduce you, and I was like, no, I don't know what to say, and it was really awkward for me and stuff, but I, I fanboyed out, and then he introduced me. We talked a little bit. So it was it was really cool, man. For me, it was really cool, and I, I that's what I love about the cons. Honestly, it's I love going, and you get to like see people that you've watched. But I always feel awkward. It's funny because you go in a green room, and it'll be like, you know, you walk in the green room, and it'll be like Sam Raimi, uh, Bruce Campbell, and over here is like, you know. Uh, Tom Willing uh, and Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum and like everyone like sort of sits together, knows each other and stuff. And I always get excited because I'm like, oh, I love that person. I love this person. And I don't want to sit in the table right, like right in the middle of everyone. So I always like I never go in the green Jason, room. Jason. But it's this is do you, do you understand this is what I always talk about. I never feel like I belong. I can mm-hmm. really pretend like you're like that guy's holding court. That guy's, you know, Mr. Actor guy. But I'm always uncomfortable. So yeah. I make myself I say it's almost like. If I'm going to be uncomfortable, I'm going to make everybody else uncomfortable. I'm going to show them or at least make them believe that I fit in, yeah. even if I think I don't. Instead of I, I just have fun, even though I'm kind of dying inside. So like, <laughs> at, like if I was at the 80s concert and it was like, you know, if I would have seen you, I go, dude, that's fucking, are you kidding me? That's Jason Mewes, that's Silent Bob. I got, he's like, do you want to meet him? I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I do want to yeah. meet him. I mean, I'm always like a kid in a candy store. I'm like. When I go to cons, I look for toys. I always buy shit. I think the con I was at with you, I think I bought the Batmobile signed yeah. by Adam West at the time. Yeah. No, I always go home with stuff. And I used to go home with a lot of stuff. And then I ran, started running out of room. My wife started to, uh, you know, got a little bummed out because I was coming home with way too much stuff. And now I have a four-year-old. So now not only do I shop for myself, I can't help but be like, oh, my kid will love this. My kid will love this. And it's so funny because I realized now that I have a kid, the first thing I saw when I drove up. Uh, your neighborhood, and I won't say what it is, but I was like, "Oh, he's right down the street from a school, which is, a, you know, um, a good school." But <laughs> yeah, I've heard anyway. For kids, yeah. So it's like you're so like, how great if you know your kid can walk down to the school. And anyway, so I'm just saying, like, you should move move up, man. Move I, around. I saw a bunch of real estate signs. Dude, you should you love it here? We're neighbors, bro. dude. That would be incredible. You could be on the <laughs> podcast every day, Ryan. You haven't said a yeah. fucking word. Sorry, I, now is he just your tech or is he? He's your an engineer. He's my engineer. So. He's, he's my engineer. So he's like, you know, he, if you ever want to talk to him or you know, punch him. Nah. Uh, no, no, no. But do you are you usually part of the show when you have guests? I'm saying, is it usually you and the guests? Or are you technically part of the show? I, I'm not here. You're not here. I'm okay. not here. <laughs> so I no, wasn't sure. That, but <laughs> see, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't agree with him. In fact, I said, Ryan, I'm going to ask you questions, and you'll, he's shy. He's quiet, but he's actually really funny and does comedy. Yeah. But he's like, hey, you know, I like to engineer. But if like we want to talk to him, he's he's here. Okay, it's not cool. Like he's not. We're not. We're ignoring him. Okay, cool. I just wasn't sure if you didn't want to. You just have to give me a quarter yeah. first, and then I'll. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, let's come up with a nickname by the end of this for Ryan too. Yeah, he Ryan. needs a nickname <laughs> so people can go. Oh yeah, I really like. Uh, Dumbledorf. Yeah. Or, or something. something like something where he's here but he's on the outside looking in, but Come he's really on here. The outside. <laughs> Come looking in. Well, who sang that? It, oh, Is that Nickelback? Know. I don't know. Stained. Was it stained? stained? Yeah, that's that sounds right, yeah. And then there was like Firehouse. <laughs> I told you. Oh, God, Wasn't there Firehouse? What was the song Firehouse? Firehouse. Um, um, 
or something. Don't treat me bad. Is that it? Is that what you're thinking about? Yes. God, we're going back, dude. Is that your uh, band outside? Jeez, man. I love it, dude. Listen, a lot of people right now are thinking creepy. No. But I'm going to be honest with you. When I was a little boy... All my friends had vans. Their families would take them and their friends for trips and baseball games. And my dad, we never allowed friends to spend the night. My parents never let them. And we never had a van. So I always said one day if I ever make any money, I'm going to buy a van. And that van is 17 years old. And I just, there's something I can't let it go. No, I love it. It's uh, but I know exactly what you're you saying. I had friends, <laughs> I had friends who same thing, and they had the TVs in them at the time. They have they a had TV the, in there. They had the couch in the back that turned to be a stolen bed. tomorrow. <laughs> right, <laughs> the TV. It's got the bed that goes down. The snooch on the side of it. Right, I'm yeah. driving. I'll repaint it so no one knows it's yours. But no, it, it's it is a cool van, and I see have I could see why you would want it. I see. It's it just so you load up the friends, and you go to Six Flags, or you go totally. to a hike, or you go to the Olive Garden. I like the Olive garden awesome you go to the olive garden i have not gone in a while but i used to more so when i was in jersey i grew up in jersey and right down the road was like the olive garden and uh all the different you know restaurants we'd check out i don't i don't eat out that much honestly you I'm, don't are you healthy I'm, I'm not healthy i wish i was like i mean look i like dad bottom you, i don't know you have my, you're one of those sure. good looking guys like honestly like i think you wake up you're handsome Thank you. Well, I I, even if, if your body goes away, you know, you don't work it out. You still, you look, I look at you and I go, he's not fat. I don't think he's yeah. like, you look like you're in shape somewhat. I don't think that at all. But you, your face doesn't get, does it ever get puffy? Uh, if I, when I was drinking, I'm sober now, but when I was drinking, it got really puffy uh, a lot. But And sometimes I feel like I've really gotten, what I've noticed recently uh, in the last few years is my crow's feet. My crow's feet is really starting to come like full circle. I don't know why. I don't know what happened all of a sudden. Maybe it's because I don't sleep as much with the with the kid. She's four years old and she wakes me up in the morning by going like this, Dad, Dad, wake up. You know, like opening my eyes. It's amazing though. I love it. So Do you use skincare products, Jason? I don't. I don't. Nothing. I, no, sorry. Sometimes I do if my wife will like buy stuff and be like, hey, let's Let's put this stuff on our face and watch uh, an episode of Ballers or something. Like a cream or a mask? Masks, sometimes cream. Sometimes there's like this charcoal black stuff that dries on your face and you peel it off. How do you feel after? It's nice. Do you say, hey, man, I feel soft and supple? (laughs) Usually, usually. Every once in a while, I got a facial the other day with her. But again, it's usually a thing that I do with the wife. It's not like me waking up going, all right, I'm going to go get a facial and then I'm going to go do this. What I do do every day that I'm obsessed with is I've been, not every day, but um, I try to go as often as I can is I like to get an hour foot massage. Just my feet, not my back. What's that called? Uh, reflexology yes yes that could be painful but really here it really works it uh and it's and i love it i honestly really enjoy it sometimes just each person it's funny because i go to a place where there's probably about 20 uh chairs slash beds and there's probably about 10 different workers and they swap out and some of them uh, really hurt, and I'll be like, "Whoa, whoa!" Wait, you swap no. out during this massage? No, 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 oh, like, no, no. You come in a different time, and it's yeah, I thought exactly. maybe every eight minutes there's a <laughs> no, new massage. No, that would like, be hello, awesome. my name is Joan. <laughs> 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 no, the the guys like each time I go, this guy is the next one in line, so I have to. He'll do my feet, and then next day I go in. It's like, hey, you can't. You could get him, but he's busy right now. So here's so and so. You know, will you take me once with you? I would love. I'm to, I'm not bro. kidding. I, I'm not. This isn't Hollywood talk. No, I'm, I don't know how it is. It's like, hey, could you take me? For a 
a foot massage. No, too. I would love to hang out. I would love to to hang out regardless and go get a foot massage. I would love that. It's always another weird thing for me. Like you said, we were talking about the cons and feeling out of place. I always feel awkward asking someone uh, for the number because then I'm putting you on a spot. Where you're like, I don't I want don't you to have my number, Muse. Yeah. And I'm asking you and then you feel bad being like, well... I gotta tell him no, but I don't. I should probably think more. I should think before I did. So you're a thinker. You think you know what? I don't want inconvenience this guy. Where I'm like, he's a good guy. You know, I think I could like this. This could be a great podcast guest, or maybe go for a you know a a game of squash. I I don't play squash. I don't play squash either. But squash. (laughs) What was that your go-to? I don't even know what squash is. Foot massage. We can do foot massage. (laughs) We can do podcasting. Dude, I love Um, you. Have a podcast. Yeah, we we uh, well we haven't done ours in a while because we're but we're about to uh, we stopped doing it because we're about to do like two months of touring with the reboot Jay road and Silent show. Bob reboot road show, which is we're gonna watch movies with the peep the the peeps, and then we're gonna do a Q and A afterwards, and then we do like photos and a meet and greet and such at right. some places. So it, it we have sixty two I think right now set up for our, our, the end of October, November, December. Jesus. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Do you for like me. it? I enjoy it and I'm excited about it because I'm going to use my backpack and I think it'll be cool to go around. Like people will get to uh, live stream with me and be on tour with us and such. But now, again, now that the kid has made so many changes in my life, like I, I can be away from the wife, uh, I would say a good five days before I really start missing, missing her. Ten days I'm going crazy missing her. But I can go a good 10 days before I'm like, babe, I need to see you. I miss you so much. Um, And I miss her all the time. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying the kid is literally like half a day. And I'm like already at the airport. Like, I don't want to go on this trip because I'm not going to see the kid for three days. So I'm really concerned. It's the first time I'm going to be away from her for so long. And we're trying to coordinate now to where maybe the wife flies out to meet me in certain cities if I have two days off or something like that with her. So we'll see. But you know what? This this just this just came to me. This just th- this thought. I know you've been through a, a rocky road, right? Through success and pain and all this shit. And you've talked about you talk about it freely and openly. And I think it's therapeutic for you, correct? Yes, definitely. Did you ever think? Having a child and a wife and being sober, did you ever think that was a positive? Was there a time most of your life where you're like, this is never going to happen to me? Oh, yeah, definitely. You never thought that was going to happen? No. I, yeah, there's definitely definitely times where I didn't think that I'd have, uh, I, I didn't even think I'd own a house or, or have a, a new car or anything. Uh, there was moments like after uh, after Jay and Bob, like I got really bad shape and and even with Jay and Bob, like I didn't have my license, I lost it, and and I didn't have a house yet, and I was uh, this was two thousand three, and I got I didn't get paid a whole lot, but a pretty decent where I could have like saved a little bit, but I, I again I was a really big mess, so I was twenty seven. Um, and I was in really bad shape, 28, 29, still things were like bad. So I was almost 30 and I'm like, that's it. I'm not going to have like a wife or, or own a car, um, own a house or anything. Um, and then even more so, uh, then things started looking up I, and I got married and found my wife and, uh, Jordan? yeah, Jordan's my wife. And, um, and I've been sober now it's going on, it's nine years Jesus. and two months, um, but even at like 40, 
five years ago, I remember being like, wow, I'm almost 40 and we haven't had a kid. And and, and my wife, like, I just, I was like, that's it. I guess I'm not going to, I'm going to be someone who doesn't have a child, which I wanted many years ago before I started getting like really messed up, you know, at, at the age of 21 and 22, whatever. Uh, like I, my dream was, Hey, I want that white picket fence and a family and all that stuff. Something I didn't have. Um, but yeah, so there was many times it was like, you know, I didn't think I was going to have this. Then I had that, but I was like, I'm not going to have a kid. It looks like it's too late. And then, then my wife's like, no, let's try. And, and within like a month and a half, we, she was pregnant. So that was great. Do you still think like, do you ever, do you still wake up honestly and go, this is a miracle. How am I fucking here? No. Yeah. How am I fucking here? Because I mean, how many times would you say you relapsed in your life? Would you say tons, tons, would you say 20? I feel like, yes, but because I feel like there was many times where I had like only two months and then I'd relapse. So there was many of those. And, and but then there was even a couple of big ones where I had like, you know, when I had four years and I relapsed, that was a big deal. And and I think the time before that, I had like a year and a half or so. Like when you get that much time and then you relapse, then I really feel like, man, I did it again. It's like I was doing well. And, you, and get, uh, you go even lower. Than yeah. Hey, like so, you just feel like, what the fuck am I doing? Man? Yeah. And so it has been. And, it, and it's been, um, you know, between that um, and being in, in – in, in Jersey and then like working and then disappearing. I didn't work for like two years. And again, I didn't plan on acting or anything. My, my goal was to like, when I was 17 was to like own my own roofing business. And then Kevin, that was it. Yeah. And even after clerks, I went back to like construction and how did that happen? You've told this story a million times, so maybe you tell it a different way, but I don't even want to like, you know, I know you met Kevin Were you guys immediately drawn. Like, I love this guy. Were you like, no, he was he was older than me, so we didn't like. I knew him, but I didn't. We weren't friends. Um, it took some time. Kevin didn't want to like. Kevin saw me as like a little kid and was like, but but I used to see him all the time and and talk to him at the community center. He worked there. Um, it was really I started offering. Uh, I started. Um, hanging around him, Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan. Those guys are from Comic Book Man, and um, and the friends they went to high school with Kevin. But again, they were all four or five years older than me. So at thirteen, fourteen years old, they didn't want to hang out with me necessarily. But um, they would, I would see them all the time at the community center, and they would talk about comics and all that stuff. Um, and then I started helping Kevin at the at the convenience store where he worked. He started working at the Quick Stop. Right. So we started hanging out a little bit then, and then like I guess I started growing on him, and anything thought i was funny obnoxious but he wasn't um, anybody but but no yeah he, he wasn't was... anybody so you when you say growing on him were you always did you look up to him at that point already yes were you always like i, I like i want to hang out. i want him to like me it's, yeah, exactly it's funny to say that yeah because again i i always found um at that age it's like me and my friends would do fun stuff we'd go to the woods build forts and and oh, fix yeah. go-karts and bicycles shoot yeah. guns but kevin and walt and those guys talked about comic books and they would talk about movies and they use big words like you know like for me like i'm serious it's it's funny to dude, say I, but it's dude, true this yeah. is my life now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like oh my god what you what word was that yeah and, intelligence and, and like yeah and all that like really drew me in and and they also like because they were older they had 
had girlfriends and would talk about girls. I would talk about girls, but I had, I never even I didn't kiss a girl till I was like sixteen, and I didn't uh, lose my virginity till I was eighteen. Me too. So I'm saying at like fourteen, like they were like, yeah, man, I just went on this date with this girl. So all this stuff was appealing to me. So yeah, like I looked up to Kevin and, and Brian and, and Walt, and I wanted to hang out with them. And they they like comics, and they were smart, and like especially Kevin, like I found him. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like there's just something about him, and, and I wanted to hang out with them all. But the what time about like stuff. you know? Did you have any idea that this movie was going to even happen, Clarks? Did you? Were you like, you know, am I going to play this character? Am I going to? No, he, he, I was helping him at the convenience store sometimes. Um, and he's like, look, I'm writing a movie and I think you're funny. I want to know if other people find you funny. <laughs> is it just us <laughs> Jersey pressure. guys or, yeah. or is it like someone in LA or Portland or Seattle? Um, so I'm going to write a part for you in this movie. And he based the character on me as he saw me at 14 when I start trying to hang out with them in 15 and 16. Right. These are things I said. Did. Yeah, it was me. I used to like to smoke and I would, um, you know, I would say snooch to the nooch and all these things. Um, and so he wrote the character based on me and he's like, I'm, we're shooting this movie. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then we you shot the movie. You weren't nervous. You didn't ever act. No, I, I was nervous, but I, but I wasn't. I didn't care because I didn't want to act. You want to be a roofer. But I was nervous because it seemed weird. All of a sudden, I'm saying these things and people were all watching me. When I did my weird stuff, it was like, right now, if like we were all hanging here and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, look, I dropped something and my bag was out or something. Your balls? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Then it would be like, ha, 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 because I'm doing it, but not for your entertainment, but for my own. Right. But if you were like, pull your bag out, then I'd be like, oh, now it's, well, which is weird <laughs> to say, because you'd never ask me to do that. But, but I could. But my point is, right now. it's like, it was, it was. Pull me, your bag out! Exactly. <laughs> it went from like me, like me doing all this weird stuff to, to him being like, hey, I wrote it down. Say this, do it now. Everyone's waiting. Everyone's watching you to say snoochie waiting for you to dance and it made me so nervous not again not because i was like oh my gosh i don't want to act or i want to act it was just like unnatural yeah it was like I'm, i feel weird being so goofy you're spontaneous and it's hard to be spontaneous when the camera's running that's the best 99 of people i don't know how many people think they could be an actor i have friends that go dude you should put so-and-so my friend Hunt, he's hilarious. Mm. You put that guy in front of a camera, he's going to sweat 10 pounds off his body, and he's going to probably shit a dump in his pants. Yeah, it's, it's so, a different beast, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it is hard. I get nervous still when I'm acting. So yeah. I, if you don't, it's not easy. So when the camera's are rolling and someone's like, action to a guy that's never done it. Yeah. And you're like, hey, Snooch, you know, fucking, <laughs> here's my bag. <laughs> Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. This is an amazing platform. I use it on both podcasts. It has worked wonders for me. It's so amazing how easy it is to navigate. If you want to sell products, t-shirts, soap scents, whatever, whatever it is, Ryan, you want to sell, this is the way to do it. Uh, you could see what your best seller is right there, analytics, uh, how much you're making this month, uh, what products are selling the best. It's really fantastic. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. sounds like you got your shit together. I always look at people like, you know, just people I'm interviewing or my friends and I'm like, God, man, another person's got their shit together. When are you to get your shit together? And I'm trying to get my shit together. It's not like I'm like, obviously it's evolution, but do you think you have a lot to work on still? I I do for myself. Yeah. It's like, I I think for me, I love going out and working. If if I can work, of course I want to work as much as I can. I really feel like I have the trouble time uh, committing, uh, time management is the is what I'm saying, and, and also eating healthy and stuff. Like I do want to eat healthy, but I can't help myself because again, I'm not happy physically with myself. And, and I'll at nighttime I'll be hungry, and I'll be like, you know what, man, I gotta stop eating like the way I do. And again, thank goodness because again, I, I'm unhappy with, but I'm shocked that I'm not because I'll eat a whole pizza at nighttime at midnight, and I'll be like, I can't eat a whole pizza. I'm starving, but why not have an apple and orange? Go to bed, wake up, have a really good breakfast, but then I'll like obsess about it, and then I'll have a whole pizza, and, and you'll then feel I, terrible. I'll wake up feeling that's, my stomach's that, full. See, that's the fucking thing, man. Yeah, I, and I those feel are like, the things that have problems. You know, with. I go out now and I'm trying to eat healthy, and my friends are like, Yeah, go ahead, have your salad and your chicken and your fucking dung, your your dairy and i'm like here's the reality if you get something you still have meals that taste good but like when i eat it's like originally yeah the taste of a burger fries the ketchup and mustard mix that i like going down your throat a nice crisp refreshing soda Mm. you know and you're just like oh this is great and then about halfway through you're like fuck yeah you're already starting to get full now if you're eating healthy halfway through it didn't matter what you eat you're getting full now yeah. It didn't matter that, oh, you're, you didn't take, you're now getting full, so it doesn't matter, and you're not feeling guilty. Yeah. That's kind of how I think about what I'm doing. I'm like, hey, it's, I know you want that burger. I know you want to tap into a Slim Jim, but you're fucking not going to, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to tap into it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard. It's easier said than done, but it's like, you know. It is. It's it's that stuff. It's me. It's me being like, you know, all right, I'm going to, I got to, I got to do this, 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 and this. But I have three hours in the the day and I have to go, you know, I've really been wanting to go to the doctors and get a checkup. You know, it's I'm 40 something. I've never got my bunghole touched. Me neither. Have you you gotten yours? Well, I have now. I haven't. But it took me years. And, you know, and and I kept saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And these are the little things that I have trouble with. And and again, and and these are things that I want to improve on because 
I, I do want to wake up and work like come come to your house, do the podcast, do this podcast, go to the doctors, come back home, put, give my kid a bath, get her ready for bed, you know. But I'll skip the doctor park. So I'm like, well, that's you not don't take fun. care of yourself. Not yeah. having compassion for yourself, right? Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. That's one of the biggest things. Like in therapy and shit, they're like, dude, stop taking care of everybody else. Your son, son, right? Daughter, daughter. daughter I was yeah, close. Right. I was close. <laughs> yeah, you're your here. daughter, dude. She's not getting the best of you if you're not taking care of yourself, right? It really is. That's how I mean, like, I'm like, and I feel like that way with myself. Like, if I'm, you know, I love my family and my friends, and I want to be the best friend I can, the best boyfriend, and if I, you know, so if I'm I'm taking care of myself, I just got to like myself more. I got to, like, this morning, I'm like, hey, you got a couple podcasts today. Just go fuck. I hit. I went and grabbed my tennis racket and hit a ball against the wall for twenty minutes and jumped in a, and took a swim, just like half an hour, just to do something to get my body going, just to take my mind off things and just, just anything. Yeah. But is, is there a pool here? No. Thanks oh, for bringing I was that like, up. Well, no, well, no. Sorry, you said a swim. I was like, let me. There's a pool up at the top out. of the hill. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, nice. I jump okay. in. I jump in. Fair it's enough. not mine. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just curious. I was just... Some random pool. <laughs> I was just saying, I definitely would like to exchange numbers now, bro. No, but I got a jacuzzi and a sauna if you I want, want to get naked with me. <laughs> I would, yeah, one day. Got to bag I, uh, it up. Yo, diggity. It's the one, I'm like, with our our house, we're happy with our house, but I'm like, man, I wish we had a pool, especially the kid now. She always wants to swim, and it's like, I just wish we had a pool, and then we start looking at houses, and it's like. I, you know what I did? I, I don't have a pool, but it's cheaper. I joined this club, nice. which is a couple hundred bucks a month. And they got a pool, and they got tennis courts, and it's I great. just go up there. It's three Love minutes it. away, and I just take a swim. If you ever want to swim with me, we can go for a foot massage, Ooh. followed by a dip in the pool. Ooh. Dude, I'm in, and I mean it. I'm, I'm in. Serious. I lo- I didn't have anybody to go with this morning. Give me your number right now. Dude, I will. Here no, it I'm is. I'm just kidding. 827. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, when, when you came in, you were like, oh, you know, Kevin, Kevin Smith Ooh. wanted me to ask you something, blah, blah. So I'm like, call that mother. I like him a lot. It's a good idea. He's a sweet man. It's a, it's I don't a, think you like uh, me for for a uh, while. So I, I I hope he's not. I know he had something to do, but I hope he is not doing it right now. We're gonna call him. Just try it. Try it. Yeah, Put it on speakerphone. Put it on speakerphone. Say him with Michael Rosemont. Right. You're on speakerphone on his podcast. All right. All right. Yeah. Jason Muse is calling Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith wanted to ask me a question. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Your call has been right. forwarded. So maybe I'll call back. All right, you know what I'm going to do now, though? So I am giving you my phone number. I'm going to call myself, um, and now you'll have my number. Yeah. And then we'll see if if he really means it. Uh, podcast listeners, let's see if he really Dude, means I'm that good, he wants getting... to hang out. Because I'm, I'm, I'm putting the ball in his court of such. So you can hang oh, it up. This is your number right here. Yeah, I'm calling myself just so I had it. But again, my it might not come through because my phone's not working. But now you could stop it, save it, um, and yeah. So let's see, dude. If, I'm not. Know, I'm not scared. No, I think honestly, I think it'd be other. really fun to to go get foot massage and just uh, hang out for a bit. And again, I would again the podcast. You know, you ever uh, you ever want to double team somebody? Uh, excuse you me. You know. I mean, well, I mean, double team of the podcast with someone like, let's say you're like, hey, um, 
Kevin's coming on, and I'm going to surprise and double team him. Oh, that would be with, great. With Muse. Like, that would oh. be a great thing. A publicity stunt? Is that what they call yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That would like, be pretty sweet. Like maybe he comes on, it's just him, but then he doesn't know that all of a sudden I come through the door because I'm like, oh, I'm busy that day. He'll be like, why aren't you coming with me? I'll be like, I'm busy. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I come back, and then all of a sudden Tom comes. He's like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, you mean Welling? Yeah, he's like, yeah. a hip dogan, and he punt. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. It's a whole scenario. Let me ask you, you know, um, if it's one thing I've noticed when I was like reading about you and you can read this stuff anywhere, but like, I, it's obvious that Kevin's one of those guys who's just, no matter what, he's been there. Like you've probably, how many times have you said, I feel like I've just disappointed you. I feel so sorry. How many times have you said that to him? Oh, I mean, there's a few there. There was, uh. I mean, definitely the one that stands out again is the four-year four year one. Yeah, he thought you were good. He thought, hey, it, and I just—it's like—it's like I wanted to tell him and I wanted to tell him, but I was like, no, he's gonna be so disappointed because it wasn't even a, a matter at this point. I felt like it had gone by. I was older. There was other things. It wasn't like in the past. It was like, oh my gosh, he's not gonna talk to me. He's gonna be so bummed out, and he's gonna uh, something like this was just like I know. He's, he understands what, because in the beginning he didn't really get it. Like, you know, some people, if they're not around the addiction and, and stuff in the beginning, they don't really get it or understand it. And he, he didn't know for a while. Like, I was getting high for a while before. I just would always be like, I'm tired. I didn't sleep last night. He'd be like, why are you falling asleep? Like, hanging out right now. Like, you, I turn around, you're falling asleep. And, and you like, had narcolepsy too, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Is I that true? I didn't have it, but he thought I did because oh. he's like, because I would fall asleep so much and he didn't get the, the, he didn't understand. And even in the beginning of the first time I got sober off of the drugs, I was like, I can drink. And he was like, oh, okay. As long as you're not doing drugs. So he didn't right? get it. He didn't get it. When like, was it where he's like, fuck you, dude? Like it was after, uh, it, I would say it was after. <sighs> So like I, I messed up. He, they put me in rehab. I, 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 they helped me get in rehab in Burbank, right before Dogma, maybe, because I think we went out there for like uh, for press or do to do something. Um, and then I went to rehab, and then I came back, and I was sober for a little bit, and then uh, I went. Um, I said we did like the Clerks animated, I think, series yeah. or something. Um, and then I again I was off drugs, but I can drink. And then I started drinking, and then uh, so that went back and forth. It wasn't until after Jay and Bob, so Jay and Bob two thousand one, I drank the whole time. If you notice from the poster or watch the movie, I'm a lot heavier in that movie than I am in any of the other movies or even now because I was really bloated with water weight from. I literally was drinking every night. Like I met these two dudes. We were going to clubs. I was single. Um, I, we would get like limos. We'd go out with fur jackets and like go out clubbing every night and stuff. And did, uh, did Kevin say something? No, because he, again, I showed up to work every day and I wasn't using drugs and you knew your lines and I knew my dialogue. And then right when work was done, you had a few days you get fucked up. Yeah. So, so like, and then it wasn't so after the movie, I went back home. My mom, my, I was taking care of my mom. She, uh, had HIV from using drugs. Um, she passed away and I sort of like lost it and like went on a crack binge. And when Kevin came to pick me up three weeks later, well, about, sorry, maybe it was about five weeks later, let's say I was using heroin, but I also was using painkillers. And so if I couldn't get dope, I had painkillers to, to not be dope sick. So I know for, because I had seen the doctor when I got home, got a refill. And then when my refill was up, 
even though it was up sooner. But when I could go back was 28 days later, 29 days. So I went to the doctor, said, hey, it's been 29 days. Can I get my refill on my script? And they weigh you and everything. I From when I had left, got there back from Jam Bob, I weighed 198. When I went back, I weighed like 168 or 169 or something like that. I had lost like 28 pounds, 30 pounds in like – like a month or whatever. Anyway, so when Kevin came, five weeks later, Kevin comes, picks me up to go to fly to LA to go do a big press junket, you know, for the Jane Bob Strikes Back. We're going to do press for the movie and all this stuff. And he said when I came walking up to his car, and of course it's his perspective, he could tell the story better, but he literally thought that I had sent a friend out to tell him, hey, Jay's going to be out in a minute because I was so skinny and my Didn't eyes look were like so you. you looked dead. Yeah, I looked like a skinny. He said I looked like a very, very skinny, uh, like sick version of myself. And that I thought I, he, he thought I was a friend for, at very first till I got really close to the car. He realized it was me. And he started, he broke down, started crying and stuff. Um, and he, he brought me out to LA anyway. We tried to do press but I was so such a mess, I couldn't do it. And he said, look, I have to send you home or I'm going to put you in rehab. We got you this really good rehab. rehab. I got to go to Promises. In uh, Malibu. In Malibu. And they paid for it? And they did. They paid for it. Yeah, so they were like, look, we could put you in Malibu, and if you refuse to go to rehab and take care of this, try to get help, I'm going to send you back home. But I, I honestly don't want to talk to you till you get better. Um, you know, cause he knew that I would be like, well, what would I, and Talk I was like, your way yeah. out of it. Yeah. But I didn't because he like sort of said, Hey, I'm going to send you home and I don't want to talk to you anymore. That was a big deal to me. Like he, again, even back then it's like, I knew he never meant it, but it was sort of him, him, how he showed me. But I mentioned all that. Cause again, your question was, when did he realize after that he realized like, Hey, like you can't just go drink and not do drugs. Like eventually you're going to do drugs again. Also, because of the rehab, he came, he like brought me there and he would come visit me on weekends and bring me stuff and, and he would talk to the counselor and stuff. And he sort of got active with the, re- like the other ones, he just dropped me off. Be good. I'll see you in 30 days, man. Please take care of yourself. This one, he like came up, talked to my counselors and stuff. And they were like, look, no, he can't drink. Like it's an addiction. Like it everything. killed you yeah, that yeah. He, he wasn't talking to you. It killed totally. you. That when, when he broke down, I felt that was the first time he cried, right? I mean, yeah, I would say it was the first time he cried, yeah, front, and, in front of me. And when so. he did that, I mean, that had to just, like, it's a brother. That's like, yeah, hey, totally. you're my brother. That's like, I'm really fucked up at that point. Like, yeah. there's no getting around this. Like, I really need to get my shit together. Totally. No, 100%. And that's why, again, you're, I was scared. You're scared to go away and, oh. and take care of it. But, again, I, I knew I needed to. It's, again, but I, because I even knew before that happened, like, Again, I think that was the first time it was like thrown in my face because, you know, I I feel I feel that you me personally, I felt like for years that like you're in denial on how bad you are. And I was in denial because, again, it ain't that bad, you know, but as soon as I went to the doctors and realized I lost 30 pounds in like a month, I knew like, wow, like this is bad, like. That is not healthy to lose. Like that's like a pound a day you're losing every day, a pound a day. Or Were something. you also depressed? Were you getting anxiety? Did you feel like I don't uh, want? I don't want. Oh, I was live? depressed. My mom passed away, oh, so yeah. I didn't want to not live. I don't. I've never felt the point. I don't think I was ever in a situation that I felt like I didn't want to live. Um, I it was lots of like 
uh, you know, I need to take care of this. I got to stop this. And then like, I'd get high and sort of forget it again. Opiates is different. I've not different, but I feel like it's bad and alcohol and everything too, but you physically get addicted. So like as soon as you start, yeah. Like as soon as you start feeling that physical withdrawal, you're like, well, I, I just, I just do a little bit and I'll tomorrow I'll start tomorrow because it, it's miserable. And you make a lot of excuses. Like, you know, my, uh, because I've talked about this many times, so I'm not going to talk about it again, but I, I went to a wellness center, and they're like, you know, uh, you know, you have uh, recently, like, you know, a couple months ago, and y- do you have um, any addictions? I go, no, I barely drink, which is true. I'm not a big drinker. I've never been a big drinker. No one would call me. People would come up, dude, remember we were fucking hammered? I'm like, no, I actually remember you were hammered, Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. have a big personality, so <laughs> I, I remember it clearly. But, you know, occasionally smoke a little pot for any kind of pain because of yeah. surgeries. But, like, I noticed, like, after the last couple surgeries, there was a problem where, you know, you know, you're allowed to take every three hours, you're allowed to take yeah. a, a, a Norco. And I was like, yeah, Norco. And then after about two, you know, a month and a half, my surgeon's like, um, so what are you doing now? What are you taking? I'm like, oh, you know, I, I still take probably two or three, three, maybe three Norcos a day. And they're like, yeah, um, you, you probably don't need those anymore. So maybe why don't we trickle them down to, you know, in the next two weeks, I'd like you to be off of them. It upset me. Like in my, I remember thinking, "Oh fuck!" I was hoping he'd say, "Okay, we'll keep taking those." So it yeah. sounds good from a professional. Totally. So I was, I was almost hoping that he'd go like, "All right, well, do you need them?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I have pain, and I have, but yeah, you could use Advil and you could use other things, and I'd rather you not be on that." And he's a good surgeon, and I was like, "Okay, cool." But then about a month later, I'm like, "I'm still taking one or two a day," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Going well, that's not addiction. I have one or two a day." I go to bed and I go, "You know what?" I wake up. I'll have an orco mm-hmm. last four hours and I'm good. And maybe at the end of the long day, but then I started thinking, Oh, that's what's going to happen at the end of the day. And this is when I'm going to do this. I'm going to feel good here. I know that if I could just wait till that, I'm going to feel normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, well you, yeah. Know, you know what, you know what I mean? Totally. I'm bigger, bigger, uh, you know. but I, I know exactly. It's just, it's, it is. And it, and it is fucking God. Yeah. And that, when you and, get off that, man, I, you go, you, man, I got really depressed. I was like, Oh, oh it my is. God, you can't man. sleep. And it's like, it, it's tough. It's, but I, it's, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, I did that when I first, after the four years, what happened is I had kidney stones and they get, I was like, I can't take drugs. I have four years. I'm doing great, man. I was like, I'm a drug addict. I'm, I'm addicted to opiates and stuff. And the doctor's like, look, the kidney stones won't pass if you're in pain and you're, so just take them. I like, you have uh... to take, so they gave me a shot of Demerol. So that like, whew, all of a sudden I felt like, oh. Oh yeah, I remember this. And then they gave me painkillers to get home. And at first, I was taking them as prescribed, like you said, every three to four hours. But then I noticed that, like at first, it was every four hours. Then I was like three hours and fifty-eight minutes. It's just two minutes early, I know. but it's four hours. That's right. Oh, it's three hours forty-five minutes. Really, fifteen minutes ain't cheating because I'm still taking it as prescribed, so I'm not with. I'm not relapsing yet. And then you start saying, you know, I'm not drinking tonight, so maybe a few of my friends will come over and we'll just pop a Norco and watch a movie. What's wrong with that? Well, first I called the doctor and I was like, hey, man, this is take two every four to six hours and I'm sober. And if I take three because two's not really working, it'll be a relapse. Can you change my prescription? So he changed it to three every four to six hours. And, oh, and so yeah. that was my first like dopamine move to try to 
to like do it. And then it, again, it was like three hours and 50 minutes, three hours and 40 minutes and three and a half hours is really, you know, and then like you said, it was just like, well, it's, it's only been an hour, but I'm with my buddies and I won't take one later. But anyway, and then next thing you know, it was a year and a half later and I was taking 60 a day. I fuck 60, off. No, I swear. I've heard about this. I've heard like people go, dude, you're doing like three a day. That's not really addiction. People take 30 or 60. I'm like, no, they don't. Yeah. 30 or 60 fucking pills. Yeah. Are oh, they the five, three twenty fives or the five, five twenty fives? They're the tens. The tens. You were, yeah. I wouldn't even take in the tens. <laughs> but again, I feel like any, even one a day, but it, 60, it, how are you alive? Physically? Like, I don't, it's destroying I don't, everything in your body, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes I would taste it when I'd burp. I'd taste the, you like, taste the... acetaminophen, uh, whatever it is. So but I was taking, like, to get up out of bed, I was taking about 50. So some days, of course, it was expensive and hard to find that many. So at the minimum to, to make it through the day, I was taking about, I would say, 30. Was like twenty. Let's you're say taking 20. between fifteen hundred and two hundred, yeah. two, no, fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars street price of what Norcos or whatever are. You're spending, if you think about it, two thousand a day. Yeah, yeah it, it. And again, it wasn't. It wasn't every day. Like the minimum a day I could make it through was like like twenty because I'd have to take at least ten right off the bat. I would come out five drink five at once just to get out of bed and then i would try to save the other 10 for as late as i could go so 20 was the minimum but the good days where i had a lot and a lot of like to spare i would take 10 and then i would take 10 five hours later and then later on i would take another maybe 15 and then like so it it got i'm amazed bad, that I'm, look first of all i'm glad I'm, I'm glad that you first of all survived all this mm -hmm. changed your life have a beautiful daughter. Am I right this time? Yes, yes. You know, a wife that you love and you're working. You changed your life. And honestly, can you say, I mean, some people would just sit there and go, being sober is so much better than being, it, it's, it is. When you could add health and love and connection and things in the life, that is a drug. It can be a drug. It's weird to say, especially, it is, no. you know, but do you, is it hard? Is every day a challenge? I, not not as much now and I again I know like for me for years I was especially after the four years because I thought I was good and stuff I didn't I never thought I was oh like I never thought I was uh cured but I just I thought about it less after four years and I sort of thought I was safe so for a good five six years I was a little more cautious about being like so it was a struggle for it. Like I think about it every day. Like, hey, I never know. I never know. But I, I do feel less of that now. Like I can't. I know it's possible still, but I cannot picture relapsing with the kid and the wife and all the work and how good things are going. Like, I because I could play the tape. Like I can't imagine you disappointing. Know, you know Kevin the ending again. You like, know the ending. A hundred percent. That's the thing yeah. with drugs and all this shit. You know the fucking ending. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like with a lot of things. It's like you know how this. If you go back to an ex girlfriend. You go, you know that this is going to be great, yeah. and then that's going to, and then, oh my God, don't you fucking call. Yeah. Well, that's why I tell my old lady never that she, I'm my, she literally don't have to worry about me ever cheating because to me, I know as much as it might be like, oh, yes. Like, I know as soon as I'm like, gay, then I'm going to be like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me it's too. not worth it. That, yeah, yeah. that, one and a half that, minutes that I could give, <laughs> maybe five if I'm lucky, is not worth never. it. It's never. Not, it really isn't worth it. What I love is is you keep making movies, man. You keep you love working. You love people. I've seen you with your fans. 
Uh, it just it's it's nice to see because some people just like sign and just want to get out of there and make a buck, and some people take the time and go, hey, this is your vacation, and this is your trip, and you came here to see me or whatever, and I'm going to make this moment last, or I'm going to make this. You hug your fans, you're with your fans. And, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. It's just a, a nice thing to see from another actor, one of your uh, peers. And so thank you. Thank <laughs> Everyone you, thanks man. you. You're just you're a good dude. And um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes. The, is this one of those things where you've been talking about it a while? Or is it one of those things where you're like, come on, Kevin, what the fuck? I, or was he like, come on, Jay? No, I wanted to do it. I mean, again, I, I wanted to do something. He, he had mentioned... I had mentioned for years, honestly, if, especially after I had a few years sober, we started doing the podcast, Jay and Bob Get All. We did that for six years, touring with it, and we do the show live, and then it goes up on iTunes and all that. When we were doing, after about a couple of years of doing the podcast and stuff, and I felt good, I'm like, Kev, man, like things are going good. I feel good. Like I, was, I think we should do another movie, because not only would it be fun to do another Jam Bob, I was like, when we're doing our podcast, like we already did touring of Jay and Bob get old and people know Jay and Bob the title right some people are like who is that I just came to this comedy club and all of a sudden there's these two guys on stage talking um, I was like but if we do a movie we can revamp it with the millennials and all that stuff um, and he was like yeah well I don't know and then he but then he like got this story idea where he wanted to do clerks three and that happened first. And then I was excited because I was written in the movie. And we weren't. it wasn't going to be Jay and Bob the whole movie. It was going to be Clerks. But we were in and out and a lot of fun, like really smart, fun script. But then that didn't happen. And so then after that, I was like, oh, man, I was so excited. Like we had the money. We, had, we were going to go to Philly and shoot for two months. We had Airbnbs lined up. But one of the actors didn't want to do it, one of the main guys. And we couldn't do it without him because it's called Clerks. Uh, and so how pissed was Kevin how pissed were you uh, everyone was bummed everyone was disappointed but again I, I still don't know the reason the guy didn't want to do it it definitely wasn't money because I started being like bro I'm not making a lot but I'll give you half of whatever I'm making and then like a couple of people were like we'll give you half of what we're making like I, so I know it wasn't a money thing I just don't know that something else I don't know right. and then Kevin was like well let's do mall rats man we'll do mall rats I was like yes that'll be awesome and then Universal owns mall rats and Universal Russell was like, we don't want to make that movie. And we're like, well, we'll make it. We have the money. We have the, they were like, no, we won't let you make that movie. So then like Kevin was like, oh, and, but by that point, I feel like he was stoked and excited enough that he's like, you know what? I have a story to tell Jay and Bob. You want to make a movie, Jay, for the last couple of years, we were going to do Clerks, Marats, and I want to make a movie and no one could say no because we're the main guys. We own the rights. We don't have to worry about Universal or someone saying no. And so, we, yeah, like sort of it went from that. But I've been wanting to make one for a while. Um, but both of us were totally down, very excited. I think he wanted to start with like Clerks 3 or Mallrats 2 and then go to Jay and Bob. But we just jumped to Jay and Bob. So. And this comes out when? Uh, October. October uh, 17th and 18th. Uh, I believe I'm saying the right dates. I Jay hope. and Silent Bob reboot. It's around yes. there. Yes, it's it's there. Yeah, the you know, it's in that. If he's if it's not the 17th or 18th, it's probably the 14th, yes, 15th, 16th, 17th. <laughs> Look for it. Um, you, you guys are so likable, so it's it's easy to watch and it's fun. It's always been. Who is your out of all the movies you've done? Is there one actor other than Kevin that you go? I just fucking love working with this dude or this girl. I I just I just loved it. It was so fun. Or that movie that you were just like that was the most fun I ever had. Mallrats. I definitely, uh, 
would say the combination of that because I feel like for me it was I was uh, I was like twenty years old. Um, and it was the first stoop movie for me. Clerks was the first movie, but it was again like ten of us, ten friends that grew up together. And I didn't. I was like nervous. I would go to my normal job every day, which was putting roofs on houses. At nighttime, I'd come and we'd shoot from ten at night till when we were done. Um, and then I didn't really know much about it. I would just show up, memorize my stuff. But Mallrats, like I actually like went out to uh, Minnesota and I was in a hotel for two months. We were in the mall running around. I got to meet Jason Lee, Shannon Doherty. Um, which I watched on 90210, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's humongous. I watched her for years. And then I got to meet Stan Lee, which was so surreal for me. And I had so much fun as a 20-year-old kid um, out in a city, in a hotel for two months, like getting per diem. Like I used to roof for a week making $400 cash, and they were giving me $400 cash per Per diem. diem. And I was like, this is per diem. It's amazing. (laughs) You know, like, and there were stunt guys, and there was wardrobe, and it was just, it was such a surreal few months, man. It was really surreal, and I had so much fun on that. So, yes, Mallrats stands out, and meeting, I would say, Stan Lee will always be, like, my highlight of everything. And there's so many other cool people I've got to work with, Alan Rickman, George Carlin, and all these cool people. Jason Lee I like a lot. He's a lot of fun. That's what I know to? Uh, he's like doing photography, and and I think he has a photography business. But he's I know such a good actor. Yeah, he's uh, he's out. I forget where he lives now. He's but not he's in married. Cal- he has kids. No, and, Cali's not in Cali. No, he's not in Cali. He's in like he's in like. He talked to him somewhere. once in a while. Well, just when we were on the movie, not otherwise. But I had seen him on the movie, and we spent a, like a week, a few days together. He's a very nice guy. I love him. But I had so much fun with him on the movie. That was his first movie too. Wow. And so he was, you know, he was a professional skateboarder. He auditioned for Mallrats. Got the part and i got to spend time and he was so excited to be there and then ethan supply him and ethan yeah he's, he's great. so great, great dude yeah. and he was he took me when i came out every time i came out to la like ethan took me under his wing because he hung out with everybody and he like would pick me up at the airport and he would bring me around i met his parents and and like he would bring me to the to like the couple of the restaurants i remember the first time i came out here ethan's like we're gonna go meet some friends Did you hang so, out with leo we went to the Formosa, oh, right? Yeah. Which is so surreal for me. You know, Jersey guy, never been a bit. I've been to LA before, right? Um, except for when we auditioned for Mallrats. I had to audition for Mallrats. Um, what? Yeah, because the the producers were like, "Well, he's never done a movie. He hasn't had acting coaches. Like, he's so never." Kevin done. prepped the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. helped the shit out. Yeah. Of yeah, and Kevin never didn't want. He's like, "Dude, the character's based on him. It's him. We can't change it." But they were like, "I don't care. We're going to hold auditions." And like, so Mark Paul Gosler came and auditioned for Jay, um, Seth Green. Seth Green actually was runner up. Like, if I messed up, they were going to bring Seth Green in, and Seth Green would have played Jay. How crazy. Does Seth know that I'll ask him? I don't know. You should ask him if he... I, I think he does know. I think he the does The whole know. thing would have changed. Breckin Myers. Like, would, yeah. It's so crazy, the people that were there now, because later... So I go to the Formosa. It's so weird for me. I walk in. Ethan's like, come over to the table with my friends. He's sitting with like Leo, Toby Maguire. You know, like all these cats that hung out. Uh, Jason Bloom. I know Dax, all of them. I know Dash, all of them. Yeah, Dash. Dash Mihawk. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. He was, Surreal for me. And like, Leo was always such a nice guy. He's always been such a cool cat, yeah, right? And I remember him yeah. playing Bond on Nintendo or whatever at my house. Yeah. At this rental house. 
and just playing, coming over a couple times a week, just playing with me and Jay Ferguson, playing wiffle ball with us and football. Just a regular dude. He was such a good guy. Then I, I wasn't as starstruck as I've cut now because he's so big. Yeah. He's larger than life, even though how do you get bigger than Titanic? But I do remember getting naked at his house once and wearing his Titanic robe. And I walk out there and I was naked with the with his yeah. Titanic robe open with my junk hanging out. And he's like, good God. Nice. And he laughed his ass off. I love it. Dude. But man, I, I wish you would have let me keep that. It's uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's real. It, well, it's interesting. I find that there's certain people like you think about how big some people are, like their name. Like again, I think there's people that a lot of people know, but like all over the world, you think. I think about like Justin Bieber, like Justin Bieber, Michael Jackson, like Leo. Like there's some people that it's like you could go to like a little island in wherever and be like, I still you know, know you, Justin Bieber. They're like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and I think you can Leo's go to like, island of babies. It's got to be so weird. Exactly, exactly. It's got to be so weird to be that. Yeah. Like, do you well, want to be that famous? No, I, not at all. And again, was there a time I'm sure like we all did, like I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be like, everybody know me. And now I just got, I just don't really, I never, I stopped caring I, about that stuff. I mean, look, you want to be, you don't want people to like you. You want to be successful, but I don't have to, I just want yes, to enjoy. I want to be more. successful. I don't want to get, I remember going, uh, my buddy, um, worked for Ben uh, Affleck, and uh, and he, we went to his house once because he said, "Hey, can you come?" We were like out eating. Um, we'd ride motorcycles together, and he's like, "Hey, can you come help me? I really have to be somewhere, and I need to wash uh, my car, my two cars." And Brian's like, "We, my buddy's like, will you come help me?" So we go to Ben's house. We go get the cars. You know, we come out. I'm not exaggerating, dude. There's four cars of paparazzi outside of Jane Gardner's and Ben's house. And like we had the windows tinted up and stuff, and they followed us for like five blocks. Finally, like me and my buddy are behind each other because I'm following him to go. And we roll the windows down and we look, and they're like, "Whoa!" And they turn around. But I can't imagine. My point is, can't imagine coming out of my driveway every day and people taking pictures of me. You'd have to watch every move you make. I like, think. I think what happens is in the beginning you're like, "Oh my god, this is crazy! This is crazy! Look at this!" I remember feeling crazy when like. Smallville hit or something they recognize you from movie. I'm like, oh my god look at this, this is it. and then there has to be a come come a time where like okay that was cool but now I have no privacy I yeah. never had to w- yeah. worry about that I'm going to the bathroom man come on Dude, yeah, I actually had that, that. Yeah, I actually had I'm taking a piss yeah and this guy at a concert was like Chicago you know the band yeah and I and he looks at me while I'm He's like, dude, Lex Luthor. I'm like, I'm yeah. holding my dick. Can we talk about exactly. this right afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so. let me hold my Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, man, this has been a real treat. I really appreciated this. This was this was a lot of fun, and I mean, you're so open and candid, and just a, a dude. We're we're gonna go to reflexology, get our feet worked on. We're gonna go yes. for a swim. I want to meet the kid. Awesome. Got to meet the wife. Yes. Uh, this was a real joy, man. I'd come Thank on your you. podcast any any time of the day, man. Love it. And, Love uh, it. Do we do we come up with a name for uh, Oh Ryan um, here? Um, how about um peekaboo? Because he like comes out and says one thing and then he goes back like know. a turtle almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, like gave peek-a-boo. us, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> or peekaboo how about boo? <laughs> or boo. No, that boo's been done. But yeah, hey, that's boo. peekaboo. Peek peekaboo. Peekaboo. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <Peek-a-poo>. <laughs> hey, peekaboo. What do you guys think? Yeah. Peekaboo. Maybe. uh Yeah, leave some comments. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Silent Ryan? Silent Ryan, yeah. <laughs> he says only says things sometimes. Private Ryan. Silent Ryan. Well, Silent in, Ryan. Because right now. Well, remember so, where we named him. Yeah, and because 
in the movies, Bob only talks once in a while to say something important. He spoke about twice throughout this podcast to give us information. So he is Silent Ryan. That's what I'm for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob reboot October, mid-October. Look for it. Uh, look, man, he's obviously, if you listen to this podcast, there's no doubt that you're entertained by him. And he's so open and honest. He's a real dude. The movies are hilarious. You want to sit down and have a laugh. Movies are so fucking boring nowadays that you're going to have some fun with this one. Uh, I love this every bit of it. And, uh, what's your handle Twitter and Instagram? So, so J Muse, J A Y M E W E S is my Instagram, Twitter and, and Facebook, but also my Twitch. Follow me on Twitch, please. I'm trying to uh, build my Twitch up. I started doing about three months ago. Um, I do Lego building. I play video games, and I walk around with my backpack. It's like a IRL backpacking, just chatting. From Jason Muse with uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot to Silent Ryan. Yes. I'm Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be inside you, Jason. Thank you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.